morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the birthday boy joining us today, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Gonzo, also known as Super G, and the founder of the 3T Warrior Academy, also known as our fearless leader, Coach JV, is in the building. So I am very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how America is reaching a breaking point with crypto regulation. With over 120 lawsuits filed against the industry, Congress is now taking action, putting Gary Gensler on the hot seat. Binance founder CZ is claiming that the world is moving away from dollar peg stablecoins as Coinbase Partner is launching a revolutionary Web3 product, removing the need for centralized social media. And with an XRP lawsuit finally coming to a close, or at least nearing that point, we break down the details, showing our community how this digital revolution is set in stone. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, let's get this show started off correctly, my friend. Happy birthday. Thank you for being here. Happy 31st birthday and, and what's on your mind? How you feeling? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, first of all, thank you for the hatch day wishes. Much appreciated. Really, really happy. You know, really it's been a, you know, a dream to be around you guys for the past two years and the new family and friends that I've had. And that's really what makes this such a happy day. So thank you guys for being in my life. It has been fantastic. And to all the Warrior Maniacs, I love you guys and appreciate you too. So let me start this thing off like I do every day. Good morning to all you Warrior Maniacs. We love you guys. We appreciate you for showing up every single day, being here, and listen to us as we talk about our favorite, favorite topic, Good Morning Crypto. Absolutely, Johnny. And another person who shows up every day is Gonzo. I'm always happy to see your face, Gonzo. How you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. I'm feeling great. You know, uh, happy birthday, Johnny. It's a special day today. Love you, bro. And then we get Coach JV, just like a special treat. It's going to be a great show. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm just super excited. I'm literally, like, vibrating. Anytime I get around Coach, like, it literally just start humming. Coach I love JV, it. it's an exciting day for a lot of reasons. Not because it's Johnny Crypto's birthday, but we've also got some groundbreaking news coming out of Congress, right. officially calling out Gary Gensler and putting mm -hmm. him on the hot seat. But before we get into it, how are you feeling, my friend? Thank you for being here. Yeah, Happy birthday, Johnny. Love you very, very much. Just an honor to be with you guys. I mean, it's like I could put it back to you guys at the frequency. Like, wait till the conference. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. It's like I, I was telling you guys before this, I'm having the greatest time I've ever had in my life in 2023. It's This is our Super Bowl with the family watching this like this is what you all have been preparing for so get your shit together the super bowl is here <laughs> with that being said guys we're going to start this show off the same way we always do by showing you our good morning crypto twitter account that's at 3tgm crypto on twitter go smash that follow button we love talking to you johnny crypto the bitcoin fear and greed index is showing a 53 this morning in neutral but there's no reason to address that we've got some daily movers to get to when we check out the total coin market cap this morning we are sitting at 1.04 trillion in total market cap Bitcoin is 42% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 22,800. Ethereum, 1,600. XRP is 38 cents. Cardano making some moves at 39 cents. Polygon, 128. And Quant Network, one of our favorites, sitting at 142. So we're getting a little bit of movement this morning. JV, I'd love to kick it back to you this morning. What are you doing during this bear market? Finally, we've been talking about this forever. We need a big player like FTX to collapse mm -hmm. for the government to have an excuse to bring in crypto regulation. Well, here we are today, my friend. So what's it mean to you? 
Yeah, I'm just a dollar cost averaging and I'm holding cash on the sidelines. I've been working to access more capital uh, through different revenue streams, things like that. I, we always it's so funny how our narrative changed. We we're saying cash is trash about 24 months ago. And now cash is king. And we're in this delicate balance right now with interest rates. When interest rates are up, cash is clean king in America. We got to hold that on the sidelines. I wouldn't have over $250,000 in your bank account. Just Keep an eye on the FDIC, our little yeah. friends over there. I don't know what they're doing in their little bail-in thing. But I'm holding cash on the sidelines. I'm dollar-cost averaging to Ethereum. You guys got me into HBAR. I'm stacking HBAR every single week now. And then when there's a big pullback, I'm definitely going to get into some of these um, – deep ISO tokens. So, Absolutely. And I look forward to showing our listeners some HBAR news at the end of this episode, but we're going to start off with an interesting article stating the facts around the SEC and crypto regulation. And something a lot of people might not understand fully is that neither the SEC nor the CFTC has the authority to comprehensively regulate crypto. Uh, the SEC and CFTC can only regulate based on laws that exist today, but we're going to start this show off with the misdirection that's taking place in Congress. So JV, we're going to let the short clip plan go back to you, my friend. Here we go. There is no evidence whatsoever to suggest that crypto promotes financial inclusion. And in fact, there's overwhelming evidence to suggest the exact opposite is happening. Most people who've invested in cryptocurrency have lost money. Of those people, a plurality are minorities and low income Americans. Okay, so this is an example of predatory inclusion. We saw the same thing with subprime loans leading up to the 2008 financial crisis, where low-income and minority communities are being explicitly targeted with very, very risky products. What's interesting is as a minority, JV, I do not specifically feel targeted here, but I do feel excited about a lot of the opportunities they're telling me to stay away from. So I'm going to give the open floor and then put in my two cents. What does this video mean to you? Are minorities under attack? Uh, no, I think they're afraid because minorities are on the attack and they're getting opportunity and access to financial services that can absolutely free and shift the generation. And that's if you flip everything they're saying backwards, basically what he's saying is we don't want minorities. We don't want people. We don't want some guy with a beard and long haired hippie dude on YouTube telling people about these great opportunities because, you know, seven, 12 years ago, only the people sitting in suits inside of a bank that are barely able to make their car payments and their big house payments to impress you, to sell you products and services that benefit them were the ones telling you how to manage your money. And now we have access to information to be able to help free our families. And so basically the complete opposite is happening. Have people wrecked in crypto? Absolutely. People get wrecked in the stock market. People get scammed by mortgage brokers. People get scammed in cash. People get scammed in business. People get scammed all over the world all the time. What they're afraid of is that minorities and people that didn't have access to these financial services now have the opportunity to become rich. JV, I do not think it's a coincidence that the exact same time that cryptocurrencies are taking center stage, Gary Gensler is on a tirade against the industry. The middle of the bear market, we are getting all of these enforcement actions, and I don't think it's a coincidence that it lines up perfectly to the four-year cycle. But Johnny Crypto, I wanted to get your comments on this Kevin O'Leary tweet before we get into the hard news for today. This is something I think our listeners should be aware of. So Kevin O'Leary is somebody who's been a huge advocate of crypto, but also an advocate of regulation. These are his thoughts on trying to achieve success in the market today. He said, you may lose your wife. You may lose your dog. You may, your mother may hate you. None of those things matter. What matters is that you achieve success and financially free. Then you can do whatever you want. Johnny, as somebody with a lot of life experience, what does it mean to you that Kevin O'Leary is saying, it doesn't matter how people feel. What matters is if you're a success. Well, you know, it all comes down to who you are inside, right? And that that's what it comes down to. And if I lost those things, I'd be miserable for life, especially, you know, mom, wife, family, you know, all that stuff is so important to me. So it's just terrible. But when you think of who he is 
and you understand who Kevin O'Leary is and what's important to Kevin O'Leary, which is primarily money, then, th then that statement makes total sense, right? Some people are, you know, what drives people, you never know. Some people, it's success, it's money, it's friendship, it's love, right? It's fun. It's all these different things. And it depends on what drives you, Ab. So, so I can understand why a lot of people probably feel that's an absurd statement because not a lot, most people are driven by money, but not that that's not, that's not their entirety of their life. But for him, you know, it makes you kind of wonder if it is. But for me, yeah, you know, I, I don't really care what anybody says anyway. It's all about finding what you have love and passion for. And you, you pursue that. Being around friends and family for me is the most important thing in life. And that's what I'm happy for and grateful for. So, Kevin, happy to you. Whatever you think is success for me, I would define it in a much, much different way. Abs. That's a great point. And JV, I'd like to give you the floor as well before we continue with our news today. But before we do that, we got 386 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We've got some breaking news about Congress calling out Gary Gensler. But before we do that, JV, the floor is yours. Yeah, this made me sad, man. I commented on this. I said, is he really, is this a joke? Is he being serious? Because this is super left hemisphere of the brain, brain worldly living. It's just really sad. It's sad that a lot of people... I don't know if people look up to this dude, but a lot of people comment on his stuff. But it's it's, you know, this if he joined the Warrior Academy, his whole mindset would change. You know, it's about I, that's what I always tell people. If it all went to zero, we got family and that's all that matters here. Like we can rebuild any environment, anything. And so it's like it just really broke my heart. You know, he has no higher consciousness, no Christ consciousness, no, no, any type of awakening consciousness uh, made me really sad and lose a lot of respect for him, to be honest with you. Well, let's get into some more hard evidence for today. But Gonzo, actually, I'm going to give you the two seconds here. I'm sure you agree. But what are some of your thoughts about this? As Kevin O'Leary is trying to achieve success, he only considers it financial. I thought that was an important detail. Yeah, you know, like Coach said, it's sad. And I agree with Johnny, too. Like, what is the point, at least for me, and I think most of you, what is the point of having money if you've burned every single bridge on the way to get to that end point, right? If you're standing there by yourself, what is the point of having money? To me, it's more of like what Johnny said, it's about having family. It's about all of us having money. It's about all of us coming up together so that we could spend more time together, right? Because to me, what it's about is my time, being able to do the things that I want to do. And what I want to do is I want to travel and spend time with you guys, right? And so, yeah, it, it's sad, but I, I'm not surprised if you've heard, heard him talk before, uh, you could tell that, that um, he's a slave to money, right? Money is his God. That's his Christ consciousness. It's money. And he doesn't care who he ruins or who he destroys or who he steps on, on the way of getting to that end goal. Yeah. And you know what, Abs, just so you know, like he talked about, they're having all the money in the world, right? You lose everything, but you have all the money in the world. Let me tell you son, being on a boat by yourself is no fun. Okay. <laughs> it makes no sense. So having all the money to me, isn't everything. It's all about friends and family. Absolutely, Johnny Crypto. And it's like we say, you attract what you are, not what you're looking for. But we're going to dive into a really great tweet here from Tony Edward talking about the future of the cryptocurrency industry and why Gary Gensler may only be getting started, guys. So this is a very important update here. JV, I actually copy and pasted this so I can read it all on one screen. So you guys are seeing a Word document, not the exact Twitter thread. He said, I spoke to a source who cannot be named and they gave me insight on the attack in crypto, aka Operation Chokepoint 2.0. This person worked in the government and is now working in the crypto industry. He said this attack was greenlighted from the top and is coming from the Biden administration. This is exactly why you see agencies like the SEC and CFTC targeting crypto companies in parallel. And this is why Gary Gensler is so bold and not afraid of the consequences. The negative influence on the administration is coming from the following parties. Janet Yellen, who does absolutely not like crypto, 
The SEC's Gary Gensler, who wants more power for the SEC and will give some of it back when regulations come in, but will have a large chunk of the pie by that time. He also talks about how stablecoins undermine what the Fed is trying to do in the banking system, stating, I've personally spoken about this in CBDCs coming in. The digital dollar cannot be surpassed by stablecoins, JV. We talked about this yesterday. If Tether is operating correctly today, they do what the banks do at a better thing. If they're, if they're able to custody your cash and give you a higher return on your yield, if you give it to Bank of America, it's 0.1%. If you put it in USDC, it's about 4%. That's exactly why people are shaking in their boots. So I wanted to get your thoughts. What do you think about this news here? United States crypto regulation reaching a breaking point. Yeah, it's um, the the Gary Gensler thing. I mean, it's like you said, he doesn't have power other than enforcing the existing laws. So he's getting this information or getting these ideas to go after these certain companies. But here's America's in a really bad position, man. I be putting out there. People are blasting me on my social. You're not America. I'm like, I'm proud to be an American. I built companies in America. I serve my country. I serve the military. I am proud to be an American. 100%. I'm not proud of what the administration is doing to America for the last 50 years. Right. And so what's happening right now is imagine if you were running a Ponzi scheme and you're about to get caught. What would you start doing? You would start throwing haymakers. They're throwing haymakers. They're trying to or or there's a whole nother narrative. Again, there's no invisible enemy to me. I'm my only enemy. There's a whole nother narrative that they're moving us. They're allowing us to move into the new power structure. They're moving us into this whole world economic forum structure, this one world economy. They're part of that next move into that. So, you know, you can throw the conspiracy theories out of that. There's just, it's happened in human history over and over again. There is a passive power happening right now. The American dollar is going to lose its dominance. And it's almost like they're allowing that to happen by pushing America out of crypto regulation and allowing all these other countries to innovate. And then we go collapsing down. And maybe they're being taken care of on the back end. Who knows? But all I know is I'm watching so I can protect my family, protect my warriors and make the moves that they're making so that we can bring the money back to the people. So and, and that's just a, what I think is happening. I mean, there's it makes no sense what he's doing. It absolutely makes no sense that he's going against. seems like every other country's allowing their people to innovate. Um, but Gary's doing something completely different. It's all about environmental social governance. It's all about pat patting their pocketbooks. And it's been that way in human history and, and especially specifically in America too. JV, you said a bunch of things that caught my attention there, but the number one thing within that thread that really stuck out to me is the SEC has been given the green light by the United States government and specifically the president of the United States. And people are wondering why is Gary Gensler acting in this way? He has, he's not worried about the repercussions that are coming down the line. He wants to take Janet Yellen's job. He thinks he's going to run the U.S. Treasury at some point. And I think a lot of that has to do with the conversations behind the scenes he's had with high U.S. and government officials. But Johnny and Gonzo, I know you both had thoughts. So let's start with Johnny and go to Gonzo. What's it mean to you, my friend? It's a, it, literally exactly what we said yesterday, right? I tell you yesterday, there's a script. There's something going behind the scene. He's just a puppet following a plan. And there you go. And I didn't know the plan was coming out today. But there it is. It's all right there. Literally exactly what we just said was, you know, Gary and everybody else, they're just part in the movie, right? This is WWE. Thank you. Thank you, DM. By the way, come to the 3T conference. I promise I'll sign something for whatever you want. 3T Freedom Conference, Arizona. Show up and we'll be happy. To Johnny's going to bring his soap on a string and he'll have an autograph for everybody there. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to bring a pen. joke for anybody who didn't understand. But I'll bring a pen. But anyway, getting back to the seriousness of this thing, no, the reality is we, we know OK, it's very clearly obvious if you just peel back the onion, you can see which nations are moving forward. And what now we're not entitled to see the script. OK, but when you watch a movie, you start to figure out what the script is. Right. So we're watching this movie and we're seeing what's happening and we're clearly seeing 
the U.S. is taking a backseat role. And there's no surprise here. Powell came out two years ago and said, oh, yeah, cryptocurrency, CBCs, we're going to take a backseat. We're going to go slow. We're going to do it right. It was all a bunch of horse bullshit to make you think they're going to move slow. But the reality is that was the plan. The plan was to move so that other nations advance because what Coach just said earlier is correct. You are, we are, it's unfortunate. I hate to say this, but it's true. We are watching the passing of the baton from the U.S. being the world leader, right? It's been for about 100 years, and most of us got to live through it, a good chunk of it. My parents did, all our parents did. They were truly blessed. We got to live through a good chunk of it, like my, me, Coach, Gonzo, Abs. You'll get to live through a portion of it, you and my son and everybody else. But the reality is we're watching the passing of the baton to a new world leadership, a new structure. And I don't know what that structure is going to be. None of us know. But you see it happening. And that's why when you understand the script from that perspective, then everything you see happening makes total sense. It makes, In fact, you can even predict that, yes, the SEC, the CFTC, the FDIC, anything else that's out there through the ages, they're going to use all their muscle to do everything in their power to slow it down because that is the plan. Spot on, Johnny. I couldn't have even added anything better myself. But what is reassuring throughout this whole process is the bigger the enemy, the better the idea. They attacked Tesla. They attacked Amazon. I got to mute you, Roto. Uh, sorry, Gonzo. We're getting an echo, so make sure you guys stay muted. But guys, we've seen it with Amazon. We've seen it with Microsoft. All of these billion trillion dollar companies are sued by the SEC and go on to have the most profitable 12 to 24 month periods we have ever seen in the stock market. So Gonzo, open floor, my friend. What does all this news mean to you specifically that the United States government and the president are attacking crypto through the SEC? Um, I think it's nothing new into the sun. Like Coach always talks about, if you read the article from Nick Carter, uh, which I think that's kind of where Tony got like the Operation Choke Point from. It started in 2013. It was something that was under the Obama administration. And I'm not talking left or right. I'm just telling you facts, right? And so it was something where they went after certain kinds of industries by using the banks, right? Leveraging those bank relationships, going after the banks. I think it was the, the guns. There was other things that happened. And so we see a continuation of that, right? That went away under President Trump. Right. And so now we see Biden's in power and now we're seeing an operation choke point number two, where, again, what are they doing? They're going after the banks. And you can see that during 2022, we had this all these different collapses. You had UST that collapsed. You had all the different lending platforms, but they really didn't start getting involved until we had issues with FTX and Silvergate. Right. That was the excuse that they're going to use. That was the trigger. And then now we have what we're seeing now. So. Uh, we'll see it happens. It's not left or right, but we'll, I talked about this yesterday about the next president, how important that is, and see where we go with crypto regulation. Well, can I say something about that? So the, he's nailed it. So they weaponize, they're going to weaponize ECG now. So environmental social governance. So at the end of the interview I just showed recently with uh, Gary Gensler, that he started to push back on him around ECG. His his vibration changed. He got uh, 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 choked up. And, you know, uh, Larry Fink, since on the board of directors for the World Economic Forum, he's the trustee to move the mission forward. 2030 zero carbon. They're going to choke all the financial companies, all the big corporations if they don't have uh, carbon credits. And what does that do? It moves the, it's, it's a, what did President Biden do? his first move when he went into presidency went back into the paris agreement that was his number one move right and so they they use like you said the sec will choke choke people out there it's just like this thing where it's like they control people through the monasteries and politics and money go hand in hand so it's in like johnny said we're watching the script play out it's like we don't know exactly what's going to happen but you can see that's why i look from a thirty thousand foot overview you can just watch them moving like now we're now we're at the alien stage guys so the shit's about to get wild now that the aliens are here i'm like and i've met all the aliens they're cool as hell they're they're tricking us they're they're cool i've been i 
I've been there in Peru a couple times. I met them, but they um they're really cool. So don't worry about them. It's they're really nice people. But coach, uh, are they physical or are they interdimensional? This young interdimensional by far interdimensional. And and we win in the end. I'm going to tell you that much. So, but anyways, what I'm saying is, it, if they're now we're at alien stage, you guys got to know the Super Bowl is here, man. It is here. We're ready to rock and roll. They're bringing in the new financial system, and so. That's exciting stuff. Coach, what gets me excited is we do have a couple of videos prepared for our listeners, and I want to show them the Kevin O'Leary clip. But first, we're going to show you a groundbreaking update out of Congress yesterday as Congress was not only officially discussing crypto, they are calling out Gary Gensler. But guys, before we do that, we got 544 live listeners joining us. Smash that like button. Not only is it Johnny Crypto's birthday, but Coach JV is in the building. So we're going to let this short play and go back to the group. Here we go. Unfortunately. Our regulators have muddied the waters. They've been told everything from we need legislation to more recently that regulators have the tools they need to supervise this industry. That is quite a flip-flop. Once again, it is really important that we have Chair Gensler here before September. It is far too far in the future for us to wait that long before we hear from Chairman Gensler. Here's my question, JV. What does Gary Gensler have better to do than sit in front of Congress and decide the rules for crypto regulation, which may become the most important industry on the planet, yet he has time to make videos for his Twitter account. So I'm going to give you the open floor here. What does it mean to you that Congress is finally calling out Gary Gensler and telling him, get in here and speak to us? Yeah, it just means the pressure's on. But uh, like you said, he's protected. He's protected by the, the president. And so, you know, he, he picks and chooses where he goes, man, what news station he goes on. He won't meet with the XRP holders. He won't meet with a certain news station. So um, he'll get to decide whether he wants to go sit in front of him. I'm telling you, it's like they'll, they'll, they'll he'll, he has the, I hate to say it, but he has the baton right now. So he's being tapped by the top little wizard and saying, okay, you get to do this, you get to do this. And so um, it'll be nice to have him in front of Congress. It'll be fun to see what they say. Um, but again, is it a script? That's why, guys, I don't focus on I love what Gonzo said. I don't focus left and right anymore because I don't trust anybody but my own family. Like, I, you know, I trust God. God's my president. I trust you guys and my family here, right? So it's like I don't know if any of these people in Congress are, are playing good or bad cop. I don't know, man. So what I know is they'll put them in there. There'll be a script in front of Congress. It'll be what we want it, what they want us to hear. Um, so, yeah, so I, I don't I don't really I don't really when I would listen to stuff, I just listen for what I look for is voice inflection. I look for their, when they're, <clears throat> they're, they're, their, their throat chakra starts getting all messed up. You know, it's like those are the things I look for. So like when like Jerome Powell's really uncomfortable right now. Watch his interviews, man. That dude has gone. Watch his interviews two years ago and watch him now. I mean, they started talking to him about his salary and they start thinking it was just like, I mean, they start talking about inflation and he starts looking to the left and like, oh, here we go. Because they know what they're doing is wrong. They know what they're doing is innately wrong. The lady that was sitting with, sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but the lady that was sitting there in front of the FDIC in the yellow shirt, that lady was like going to them to the board with Jay Clayton sits on guys, family. Jay Clayton sits on the FDIC board now, the bail-in board. Okay, he's sitting there and he, he, she's asking them like, please help me guys with feedback. Should we let the public know? She is fearful presenting this to her people. And they're all like, nope, don't let the public know. Need to know. And you she, know what, you can coach, it's like they exposed the game to us a few weeks ago. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. One of the things that was breaking on Fox News just a couple of weeks ago was Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler shared documents, not only questions, but answers to those questions before going in front of Congress. And then they pretended as if they weren't reading off a script. But what was exciting is a couple of Fox News reporters got a hold of that information. And it turns out Elizabeth Warren was reading word for word off of a script. And Gary Gensler was reading word for word, giving the answers that they had previously discussed. So you said, is this a script? If that's not a script, I don't know what is. Yeah. 
It's 100% a script. I mean, it's, and so what we have to do though, is we have to stay calm. Like we have to breathe and like really listen to your gut. That's why I tell people fasting, meditation, breathing, whatever, you know, if you're Catholic, be in church every Wednesday and Sunday, get deep into your religion and connect with yourself. Like whatever religion you are, get into your higher conscious. Cause you'll be, you know what gut feelings are. We all know that we all know when we meet somebody and we're like, Hmm, something's wrong. We all know something's wrong. So we have to expand out and look down and say, okay, what's going on? Where are we moving? You know, I'm just telling people just pay attention to environmental social governance. It's all going to be zero carbon. Look at crypto's a fraud, but blockchain's here to stay. Remember that crypto's a fraud. Blockchain's here to stay. That's what they say. Okay. So blockchain's here to stay. So where would you put your investments? Which blockchain technologies are they going to move us to? Right. So here's an interesting little bit of research we did last night. Many of the most prominent cryptocurrencies today, whether we talk about Chainlink, we talk about Matic, we talk about Polkadot, all of those are ERC-20 tokens. So, JV, you talk about the centralization of this industry. Ethereum dominates this industry, even from a decentralized standpoint. If you're excited about projects like Chainlink and Polygon and, and Polkadot, you're indirectly excited about Chainlink. Now, there are separate blockchains like Avalanche and the XRPL that are indistinguishable. They are totally separate. But many of the projects that are going to take over the world have Ethereum connections. Johnny, we got 200, sorry, not 200. 580 <laughs> listeners joining us. Show us some love and smash that like button. But Johnny, I said so much and JV said so much. I'm going to give you the open floor and then Gonzo before we get into our next article. What stuck out to you? Well, you know, just to wrap that one thing I've been saying it all the time, and I can't take credit for it. The late, great George Carlin did. And he came out and he said, there's one big club. And you and I ain't in it. So the bottom line is all my friends, and we talk about this all the time. Like everybody talks about left, right, Democrat, but no, guys, it's very simple. There's one team, and they're all on the same team, and you and I are not. When you understand that, I mean, you saw it. There was a script the other day. You know, you saw Elizabeth Warren reading, and he re you don't think that doesn't happen on both sides? Come on, you know, at the end of the day. But that's why abs. I turned the TV off four years ago. I don't watch shit. I don't care. I don't. I've just lived my life and I enjoy and I do what I can control. And I have a good time with my friends and family like you guys at the lake house or whatever we do. It's just all about at the end of the day. I say this all the time. It's about who dies having the most fun. That's what it's all about. To me. That's how <laughs> I live. Johnny and Gonzo, I want to kick it to you. But before I do, let's check out this tweet because Congress was talking about how racially they were uh, they were dividing classes using race. They were saying certain races are under attack from the crypto market. I completely disagree. And we're going to talk about it here as over 40 million Americans currently own crypto. Most of these people are between the ages of 18 and 34. And statistically, they're demographically and racially diverse. That's a lot of votes, and that's why Gary Gensler is a political liability, according to Stuart Alderati. So, Gonzo, do you feel like you're under attack because of your race, or are they just using anything? Are they just grasping at straws here to get some regulation through the door? Yeah, you know, I, I don't even pay attention to stuff like that, Abs, to, to be honest with you. I, I do agree with the tweet that we talked about this yesterday, that I think it's going to be up to the younger generations and the way that they vote and how this changes, right? Because as they come up, the people that are being born now or that were born a few years ago – uh, you know, Yusko talked about this. They won't even have wallets, right? Everything is going purely digital. Um, so I don't think about that stuff, but I did want to say before that, before you asked me that question, what, as far as like your investment thesis, you know, whatever that is, you know, just don't fall into narratives and have a plan, right? Always have a plan. We all assume that Ripple is going to win the case, but you should have a plan of what happens if they announce tomorrow that Ripple lost the lawsuit, right? Have a plan. What are you going to do? The price crashes. Are you going to buy more? I am, because we already know that even though they lose the lawsuit, they can come out and say, 
secondary sales are not a security and then it takes off again, right? So whatever that is, whatever the narrative is, always make sure that you have a plan so that you're ready to go when something happens and you're not shocked. You're not sitting on the side and saying, oh, what do I do now, right? You already know what you're going to do and you just react. JV, one of the things we've talked about from day one when it comes to XRP is the replacement of Nostro Vostro accounts and price targets such as $589. But before we do that, we got to get to $25. And Alex Cobb highlighted something I found to be very interesting yesterday because a $25 XRP, it sounds like something you would only see in your dreams. Here's a more realistic picture here. So a $25 XRP would be about $1.25 trillion in total market cap. That might sound like a lot to the average person, but when you look at the research, Bitcoin's all-time high of 70000 was actually higher than that number. The liquidity is there to send XRP to over $20 because we've seen it with Bitcoin, Coach. And anybody who's known this, back in 2017, XRP actually achieved the second largest market cap in the market. So it wouldn't be something we hadn't seen before. I know this is more conspiracy, but do you believe we could ever see a $1.25 trillion market cap for some of our favorite projects? Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. If, if we go all tokenized, it, it's easy, like super easy. Like the Nostro accounts that you talked about, like the, you need a Nostro account on this side and Nostro account on the other side. So we have to up and through the federal reserve. Um, we're doing it with our private coaching. Somebody said a wire transfer it took like five days to get the wire. Tra- it's like five days to get a your money. It's just, it's wild. It was like the bank. We had to do all these verifications. I had to put this code in here. They had to put a code on that side. It takes all that out of the picture. Right. And so Absolutely. That is realistic. I mean, people don't realize how much money is going to come flooding into these markets. And that's why I keep telling people our Super Bowl is coming up 2024. And I believe with Mark Yusko saying 2024, I've been saying 2025 up to 2027. You have to have a game plan. Like Gonzo said, have an exit strategy. Make sure you have an exit plan because there's going to be a lot of crypto millionaires and a lot of broke ass crypto people after it comes collapsing down. I'm just being honest with you guys. We're we're here to keep it real with you guys. We were not we don't talk price predictions. We're not selling you're going to get rich in crypto crypto, what we're telling you is you can get very wealthy if you do this correctly, right? And so, um, yeah, there's there's going to be trillions of dollars coming into these marketplace. Everything, everything is going to be tokenized. Everything is going to be tokenized. Um, and I, the social media thing that you were talking about in the beginning there, it's pretty interesting to see as, as creators, like, um, and having all these scammers out there and, and these decentralized to have our own ecosystems. Like you as a person are going to be your own ecosystem. You're going to be your own, how do I explain it? Uh, um, in the Web3 model, like you are, your brand is everything. Like your brand is everything. You being you, you'll be able to pay, be paid to be you, which is such an interesting dynamic. So I don't think people realize how massive this is going to be in the future. Uh, we're about to dive into this news, Gonzo, but I did want to kick it back to you before we get into it. Obviously, we have a Coinbase partner building and launching a decentralized social media platform, which could be very exciting for everyone in the Web3 community. But when we talk about XRP in particular, I never realized how realistic some of these price targets are. A trillion dollars was what the entire market was back in 2017. But in 2021, we had Bitcoin pass that number and reach $70,000 in market cap, I mean, in total price. <clears throat> So some pretty exciting stuff, but let's actually get past that news and move into something that is taking the world by storm this week as BUSD was told to shut down by our SEC and some of the U.S. government agencies we have operating today. And most of that liquidity didn't go to a safer market. It actually went into Tether. So stablecoin giant Tether saw its flagship token USDT grow by nearly $1 billion after the regulatory crackdown against its rival BUSD. The token's current market cap is sitting at $68 billion as of Tuesday. Well, just after the news, it increased to $69 billion. Either coincidentally or not, 
Paxos actually experienced the exact same decline in price, losing $1 billion from their stable coin. So JV, why I think this is so important, because the government's coming in claiming they're protecting investors, but they're pushing us away from sustainable, safe projects and into things like Tether that are surrounded by uncertainty. So what do you think about the SEC news we have today and that Paxos is under attack while Tether, Tether's still operating? <laughs> they just want more narratives man ftx was a narrative celsius was a narrative the stablecoin collapse last year was a narrative they just want more to tell us that it's it's a fraud right they want that guy sitting in front see this person lost their money see this person lost their money they're just trying to create more and more chaos uh to show you cryptocurrency is a fraud um and it's going to fud a bunch of people out and that's their whole thing like the first thing my pop said when i got in the car with them uh, i think it was during the holidays he was like were you part of the ftx thing and i was like no, it wasn't part of the FTX. That's just the news. It's media. He's not doing anything wrong. He's just parodying information that he's hearing. I mean, he knew everything about FTX, but before that, knew nothing about crypto. Think about that for just a moment. So it's really exciting. And I think it gives a little bit of insight into what's going on behind the scenes because we got some more breaking news here. As stable coins like BUSD and USDT are cryptocurrencies pegged to the US dollar. That means each of them are supposed to be backed by multi billion dollar reserves mostly compromised of cash and United States Treasury bills. Well, Gonzo, if they had these things, why would they be hesitant to release the proof of reserves? I don't know. We can debate it here. But how do you feel about this news and the fact that Tether's operating while BUSD is being told to shut down? Yeah, you know, I, I made that comment yesterday that, you know, it would not shock me if all of a sudden they push us into USDT and then something happens with USDT, right? So they can turn around and say, see, like Coach said, we told you it was bad. And then they roll out USDC as their version of a CBDC. And that's the savior, right? Because we already know that that's kind of what BlackRock is doing. BlackRock is, is invested in Circle and they make USDC. And it seems like they are the chosen one. Um, and I'm sure they were super pissed at that tweet from that reporter that kind of brought some fud to them. That's where they were real quick to kind of respond back because, you know, they were probably hoping that people were going to go out of the USD into USDC, right? But what we're seeing is them going into USDT. But I think another narrative of what's going to happen is you're going to see people go more decentralized, right? We're going to see the Bitcoin pairs come back stronger, right? Because when this whole thing got kicked off with crypto, that's what we originally had. We had those Bitcoin pairings where BTC was the base money for everything. And then as they created stable coins, it kind of brought in this influx of money um, I think certain people, because, you know, people aren't going to cash out their, their stable coins. They're not just going to cash out their stable coins and then leave the market. They're just going to find another way. And I think another thing they might do is go into the, into the Bitcoin pairs and it's just going to make us more decentralized. Spot on Gonzo. And we were about to show you guys the smartest way to track your cryptocurrency. And after that, we've got some more groundbreaking news to dive into. So I'm looking forward to it. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore. Thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto.
Guys, we've got already 2,000 people who are signed up to use this Merlin application. If you didn't know, the wait list is right down below. So go check it out and sign up for your 30-day free trial. Love our product. Test it out. And if you have any recommendations, our group has open ears. But Johnny, you sent me a fantastic video before the show. And I think it's a great time to show our listeners the latest update from Kevin O'Leary and how back in 2022, during the summer, while Fidelity and BlackRock were investing $200 million each into USDC, Kevin O'Leary was waiting for the collapse to bring in crypto regulation. So we're going to let this short clip play and go back to you, Johnny. Here we go. And I will remind you that volatility, we're talking about the equity of the company. And so they're the most conservative money managers on earth, putting a bet forward on Circle becoming at least one of the regulated cryptocurrencies that are stable. And so at the end of the day, you know, they have the risk too. We all have risk. But if I have to bet, I'll invest beside Fidelity and BlackRock, and that's exactly what I did. With all the uncertainty today, and we had some groundbreaking news come out from a Fox News reporter, Eleanor Tourette, somebody we often reference on this channel. She was saying she had some breaking news from inside sources stating that there were many lawsuits impending behind the scenes, specifically with USDC. Now, Johnny, we've addressed this being a possible stablecoin in the future for the United States government. But what does it mean that Kevin O'Leary stating BlackRock's here so he's safe putting his money in this project? All right. So this is where you got to put the pieces together, right? When you think about what you guys were just talking about, you're talking about going after BDSC. Well, think about it. It makes 100% perfect sense. You got the big boys who are investing in USDC. And B, the BUSD is a competitor. So, of course, they're going to go and make it. it, it to me, it, it, it's easy. It's clear. Clear picture. You can kind of see it's like, oh, okay, you're the enemy. <laughs> well, we're just going to stick our guns on you. So, to me, it, no surprise whatsoever there that you see CZ and BUSD under attack when you got the big boys who decided to place their bets in another place. So, that's how I'm looking at it. Maybe I'm missing it, but to me, that that's. It's clear as day to me that I think that's what's happening behind the scenes. JB, we had a great conversation yesterday talking about how we often reference JP Morgan being afraid of Ripple because they have a better solution for their on-demand liquidity. What do stablecoins do? They do what banks do at a better rate. They're able to deposit your dollars. Let's say I put in $50,000. If it is secured and if there is limited risk, if it's fully backed the way that they claim to be, I could put my money in there, have it safely there. Not only get 4% on my cash, but then take it out whenever I want. If I tried to do the same thing with Bank of America, they'd give me 0.1% on my $50,000 deposit. And also, if I went in and tried to withdraw, they could tell me, sorry, your money's not here. So it doesn't surprise me at all that a lot of people are afraid of stable coins. Why do you believe they're under attack right now? Yeah, same exact thing. I mean, it's the whole thing where the SEC went after a Kraken, right? So there's, I, I go into the macroeconomics. I'm the macro guy. I'm like, that's why I use you guys for my crypto analysis. And I go to you guys for wise counsel around crypto because I look at it. So why is Jake Clayton sitting on the FDIC board as they're preparing for bail-ins? at the exact same time that they're going after Kraken for staking. So when the public starts to wake up and says, well, I can go over to Kraken, I can get 20% of my money. Why the hell would I be sitting in Bank of America that's about to collapse my my, my money. It doesn't make any sense, right? So it's a modern day bank run that they're worried about. So the stable coin, same thing. It's like, so as they're building their infrastructure, it's just, it's lock and step. Once the infrastructure is set, they have everything. And again, Ethereum's deep in that system, whatever you like it or not, Ethereum is going to be here to stay for a long period of time. And it's going to be massive. Ethereum's big on that part, right? And Circle, like just going back to Circle really quickly. I mean, who was at the World Economic Forum? Brad Garlinghouse and Circle pretty much was left. Yep. <laughs> Last year, everybody was at the World Economic Forum. They all got smashed. They had the most crypto um, uh, uh, conferences, whatever you call the little breakout groups ever 
but there's only a couple of crypto and they were interviewing Circle and Brad Garlinghouse, which is interesting. And BlackRock was there as well. So though it's just all to me, it's so clear, you know, and, and that the thing that I'm concerned about, about the public and I'm not trying to do, you know, the, if you don't have $250,000 or more sitting in your bank account, you know, you, you don't have to a bail in is where they Friday, they'll announce it by Monday. It'll be a new corporation. They bail in. They restructure their debt. They're not going to restructure yours. Well, who knows what, what it'll look like, but they bail in. We get kicked out basically. So if you have $250,000 or more, you might want to move it to different institutions or spread it across different institutions. Um, but here's another concern too. I know I'm going into balance, but FDIC doesn't have all the money to insure our money. So it's like, so th th that goes into your narrative, what you're talking about. There's a delicate balance that they're facing right now with this new innovative technologies and the Ponzi scheme is now up. And so how are you going to balance it without getting, losing all, like, like if they could lose control of the whole financial system. Absolutely. And Gonzo, I know you had some additional comments, but Ben Armstrong put out a tweet agreeing with Coach JB yesterday. He said, if you think the SEC is going after Circle and USDC, then they have you right where they want you. The SEC is not going to ban USDC. Instead, they're clearing a path for this to be the chosen stablecoin in the United States. Gonzo, what does it mean to you, my friend, that while Kevin O'Leary is comfortable, a lot of rumors are circulating stating Circle could be in danger? Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. I think they've even come out and said that uh, remember last year when um, CZ and Binance took USDC off of the trading pair and they made it to BUSD. And that was a few days, I want to say, before what eventually became uh, the Wells notice to PAX, right? And so I don't know which one came first, but these guys are just going back and forth, right? And it's just playing out, right? But um, I, I do agree with what Ben says about USDC. And we've been saying that for like a while. Right. Because I mean, you just see it with the FUD around USDT. We've had FUD around USDT uh, in all of its existence. Right. Uh, and it seems like USDC is the chosen one. And like we've said before, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if USDC becomes the U.S.'s CBDC. Right. That's what it's going to convert into. Johnny Crypto, Circle squashed these rumors pretty quickly, but it is a little bit alarming that inside sources were leaking this information. There are a couple of rumors going around saying that they were trying to figure out who was leaking this. That's why they put out the fake information about the Circle lawsuit so they can track back who's actually releasing news to Fox. But what does it mean to you that Circle's claiming there is no enforcement action from the SEC and that this, this is everything's operating totally normal? Oh, it just sucks because now whoever was leaking information got snagged and now you're not, we're not going to get, you know, we're not going to get any more information. Yeah. We got 600 listeners. Come on, help us break that 300 smash that like button. It's not that hard to do. You just tap a button. I promise you it won't hurt, but uh, yeah, abs, I really, really think that it is unfortunate that we did potentially lose an inside source. And, um, but uh, you know, it would have been highly, highly surprising if Circle was under attack, considering all the money and the people behind it, it's probably the most safest investment in the world. <laughs> That's why I actually switched from using USDT. I always use USDC now. I'm not worried about USDC at all. Uh, Coach JB, you're going to love this news. As Silvergate becomes the most shorted stock in the United States. And what is Silvergate? Silvergate is actually a bank that offers cryptocurrency services. Now, why is this important? Because billionaire George Soros Fund is one of the biggest short positions in this Silvergate stock. A couple of other crypto companies that he's invested in is Marathon Digital Holdings, which he has a $39 million worth of convertible dependitures. That means he basically has long-term debt that is going to be converted at some point. The fund is also showing ownership of call and put options for 50,000 shares on MicroStrategies. Last time we checked, 
every single one of these 50,000 shares was a short position. So they're betting on MicroStrategies going down while they're also betting on Silvergate having that same effect and plummeting during the next year, JV. Why do you believe that George Soros is betting on these uh, crypto institutions to go down after a bear market? Oh, man, we might get the channel shut down, man. <laughs> we do we dive into what I want to talk about. Um it just goes into, let's just say, you know, they're all interconnected. It's like you hit this button, I'll hit this button, you hit this button and I'll make you this money. It's like, let's just, you know, let's go back. Yeah. You you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Let so me ask you this coach. Yeah. Would you consider shorting some of these projects because you see guys like George, George Soros doing this? We often say, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. They well, do. he's taking action here, right? Yeah. So, so just like uh, Kevin O'Leary, the soulless man said, um, he said that uh, I'm going to follow BlackRock. So, you follow the, I guess you just say, follow the money, right? Follow the money as long, you know, as long as, you know, it, it, we come to the point where you follow the money until it's hurting. If it's hurting somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, be careful with those. I'd be careful with what I say out of my mouth. Cause God, Jesus says what he doesn't care. What goes into your mouth, what comes out of your mouth. What I, what I mean by that is, you know, the, you have to follow the money path. Don't watch what they say, watch what they do. Right. So they're going to tell you crypto's a fraud as they're building blockchain technologies. But yeah, just like Kevin O'Leary said, BlackRock and he's following these big companies and where they're, where they're investing. So Johnny, it's no surprise. You know, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just, I was just going to add about this. You know, I wouldn't be surprised the way they do their moves, right? Is they short it, they crash the stock, right? And then they come in, TradFi oh. comes in and says, look, we're a savior of crypto. And they dump tons of money yes. into it. And they said, look, now it's safe, guys. It was, it was dangerous before, but now we're involved yep. now and we're here to save crypto. Okay. And then it all moves up together, right? So they made oh. money on the way down and they make money on the way up. Yeah. 100%. That's exactly what's happening, yeah. Gonzo, is it's a sad day when you see them shorting it. There's a reason why they're shorting Silvergate. Yeah. Yeah. It's the number one supported crypto bank in the world. There's a reason why they're shorting <clears throat> uh, MicroStrategy, right? He owns the largest number of Bitcoin for the most part. And we know we just told you that they want to crash crypto. They want to take yeah. it down. Right? Here it is right here. What do we tell you every day on this show? Yeah, I even put it in writing so you guys don't forget. Yeah. This is the narrative that they are going to be pushing for the longest time until everybody buys into this, right? Yep. And when they do, then, and only then, will they let crypto come back up because exactly yep. what Gonzo said, they now have their claws in it. They have now a chunk of it. Mm -hmm. So they have skin in the game. And then the son bitch is going to fly. And we're all going to be, we're all in it so early. Yep. See, we're, the beautiful thing is we're in so early, it feels late. But the reality is being in early, what it means, though, is you have to have patience and you have to have yeah. a stomach like metal because it's going to be ugly it's going to go up and down and you're going to get whipsawed and i say this all the time if i wasn't in the academy i would have sold all my shit and been out of here a year and a half ago but the reality is you know yeah. when you're surrounded by a bunch of like-minded individuals you realize this is just part of the game yeah yeah you know what's interesting too like you know there's a great comment here it says michael sailor's on the hit list what if michael sailor was the one that they tapped to go get all these ceos to move their money into bitcoin so they could collapse it so they could take over the system Bingo. That's how my brain thinks. So I have a logical circuit with my human design. I look forward with Michael Saylor going out there and getting all these CEOs on these big webinars and stuff like that, encouraging all these people. They're like, hey, Michael Saylor, you got a great voice. Go out there and get all these people to move into Bitcoin. We'll short it. Like you said, they make money on the way down. They make money on the way up. Maybe he's, who knows? I don't know. You know, it's like uh, Kevin O'Leary had some insight when he went into FTX. He decided to play with his own money, not, not venture cap. He's a VC. So why didn't he use other people's money to go into FTX? He only used his own money that time for some reason. I don't know. And it's so. interesting because they label him as having lost money jv but we know after doing the research he received 15 million yeah, and he yeah. lost 10 million so yeah. 
$5 million a year is not bad for the average person. But guys, we got 627 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And do me a favor. Send Johnny Crypto some birthday wishes. But Johnny, you referenced something important earlier, which is we're so early. Oftentimes, it feels like we're late. Well, I think Congress and the SEC understand this better than the average person. It took Bitcoin six months to get to 1,000 users and five years to get to 1 million users. Today, from its inception, it has 300 million users worldwide, which equates to only 4% of the global population. At the current growth rate, a billion users will be hit in the next three years. That would be 12% of the world finally entering the crypto market. And that's only with Bitcoin, Johnny. So before we continue, what does it mean to you that eventually, look at these adoption graphs. We're catching up to the internet. It means to me that it's going to be so great someday to get to meet all of you on our private island. Because all of you are, oh, excuse me, my voice is a, all you are here this early, you're all going to get to benefit in that exponent. That exponential curve is generational wealth and life-changing, life-building opportunities. That coach always says all the time, it's once in a lifetime. And yeah, let's get to 589, baby. Smash that like button. Let's go 589. But there's only a once in a few, you know, we, well, sometimes you get twice in a lifetime. I screwed up. You all know my Amazon story in 1997. But now there's a second opportunity, you know, where you get in the lifetime opportunity where you're going to see this exponential growth. It doesn't happen very often. So if you're smart enough or lucky enough, sometimes it's better. I say this all the time, better be lucky than good. If you're in the right position at the right time, you can ride this curve. And let me tell you, that's a curve of a lifetime that you want to be riding at. So I'm super excited for everybody in this chat. Pat yourselves on the back. Don't hurt your arm when you do it because you're all here. There you go. You're all here very early. I personally have to thank my cousin. And coach, for, for one tweet he sent me that got me into the academy, it, it's amazing what one click did and how it changed my life in two years. It's been it's been the best two years of my life. Absolutely, guys. And we got another important update to show our listeners here. This will be the last video we show from Congress, but I think it speaks for itself. They're telling you one thing while they're doing another right in front of our eyes. And I think this video speaks very well to that. So we're going to let the short clip play and go back to the group here. Here we go. Prior to entering academia, I spent five years examining systemically important financial institutions at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Another self-serving line spun by crypto boosters is that policymakers must embrace innovation or else the crypto industry will migrate to other jurisdictions with a more favorable regulatory climate. Yes. But this implies that innovation is an unmitigated good. The truth is that innovation is value neutral. It can be used for good or bad. Instagram for kids is technically innovative, but does anyone think it's a good idea? Looking at crypto, it is clear that the costs outweigh the benefits. So why would we want to embrace it? The time has come for action, action that only Congress can provide. While I agree with SEC Chairman Gary Gensler that most cryptocurrencies are securities subject to SEC registration and disclosure requirements, some cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin, are commodities. I urge Congress to carve out cryptocurrency from the definition of commodity in the Commodity Exchange Act and recognize cryptocurrencies as securities under a special definition to the securities laws. This would give the SEC exclusive authority to regulate all aspects of the crypto industry. Well, why would we do that, JV, when they've proven that they can't even do it correctly? They missed the FTX collapse. They went after Ripple. They're attacking companies that come into their office and try to work with them. And we saw it with the library case. One other thing I want to point out about our friend Lee Reiners here. One of the things I'm going to be doing tonight and updating our listeners on tomorrow is who is paying this man behind the scenes? Because we've done it before with the California governor who was coming out, speaking out against XRP and speaking out against crypto. We found out JP Morgan gave him $150,000. We found out BlackRock gave him $125,000. And I wouldn't be surprised if many of the people giving money to the SEC are also putting money in Mr. Lee's pocket here. But don't come after me, guys. 
I'm just doing research. It's okay to ask questions in America, right, coach? So what does it mean to you, this whole speech here, talking about how they're telling us one thing while they're doing another? I'm not even sure what I want to ask you. Yeah, he's that's, he's a clown. I'm sorry. I, I'm not very usually very mean to people. This dude's a clown. Sorry. But um, like, for example, I can use this phone to watch pornography and I can use it to look up the Bible. Okay. Same thing he's saying. I can use Instagram to do bad stuff and we know it's not good. I used Instagram to build a worldwide company that's helped millions and millions of people right so it's like this guy's a clown man it's like he's just he's he's a puppet like literally he's a puppet i mean again it goes back to johnny cryptos he's a rat snake weasel man i, mean, <laughs> I love it i don't even know what to say that i just it's sometimes i just have to let my christ consciousness fall a little bit and sometimes come out and throw the gloves i mean it's just he's a paid clown he's reading off a script it's like it just gets you get fed up with this stuff it's like because they're the ones that are hurting people and they keep saying like they're they're defending us and they're trying to help us they're the ones that are hurting people that are sitting there watching the news that sit there and say look at fd all of a sudden they're all crypto experts and it's like they haven't researched anything about crypto except that it's a fraud that's it and you know as jp morgan again tell this cryptocurrency is a fraud back in the past when they were buying bitcoin uh or, or morgan stanley I mean, it's just oh my gosh it's maybe like, there's two things i want to get before i kick it to the yeah. other guys here does it excite you the fact that congress is not only coming out and doing one thing while they're saying another because we've seen that so many times before but right now the mainstream news is pushing the negative narratives at an all-time high every time i turn on fox yeah. news or cnn which is not very often my friends every time i turn it on and there's a cryptocurrency related news it has to do with a ponzi scheme it has to do with the collapse mm -hmm. or nefarious activity and sometimes even China's involved. So does it get you excited that they are coming out yeah. and telling us to stay away? Because we know that's a sign we should be getting involved. Yes, it's in everybody should be cutting back your expenses, doing a budget and getting cash flow because crypto is going to come down a lot more, in my opinion. And so the, the, the shorting tells you right there, you know, George Soros is telling you exactly what they're about to do with cryptocurrency. And it's going to freak people out. People are going to go running out. It, you know, that when when we're greedy, when people are greedy, be fearful when they're fearful. Be greedy. I'll just leave it with that. Thank you. And Johnny, I know you have some additional thoughts. Let's actually kick it to Gonzo and then we'll close it out with you, Roto. Gonzo, what's on your mind? I was just going to say, you know what it reminds me of? And I don't know who that guy is, but whatever. It was like the other hearings where we have the guy from the OC. Like, you know, I grew up in the 90s watching shows and I'm, I'm like watching the Congress hearings and I'm watching that actor, Ryan, whatever his name is. And I'm like, what is he? So I'm like, who is this guy? He's an actor, right? But because he went to college and he had some degree and he kept saying that, you know, crypto was a zero sum game and he was just kind of parroting all the same like nefarious things. And I thought it was the lamest thing ever. I'm like, why would I take financial advice from a guy who's a B actor, right? That went to a college that got like a uh, economy degree, right? I mean, it was just ridiculous. That, that, that's what I was thinking of when you showed the video. Thank you, guys. I'm not sure what a crypto sleuth is, but honestly, I'll take it as a compliment this morning, Johnny Crypto. I know you had some additional comments. So before we close out the show here, what does it mean to you that they're telling us one thing while doing another? And also, they're pushing out the crypto narratives to the mainstream media. Well, Abs, a sleuth is a detective, and you are absolutely one of the best out there. So that's that. Number one, let me just first give a shout out to Becky, one of our 3T Warrior members who actually made the Rat Snake Weasel Index and mailed it to me. Wow. Thank you, Beth, Be Becky, for doing that. That was awesome. She actually sent me a, a, a T-shirt too with it, and I wear it from no time way. to time. So, so shout out to her for the for <laughs> for the index. Uh, that is so cool. And yeah, he's. Oh, I don't know what. Sorry about that. He is definitely a rat snake. I know everybody wants to hear it, so I'll say it. he is a rat snake weasel. But again, I wish I would love to see these Congress folks. You know, we talk about the show. It'd be great if they could be like race cars. Let's just stamp on their back and on their jackets all the different lobby money, so mm. you can see who's paying them. And then, then, the, then it becomes extremely clear 
what the real agendas are. Because let's face it, guys, we all know the way it works in politics. You're gonna say who's it. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do whatever you're being told to do by whoever's paying you. That's just how the world works, yeah. unfortunately. And so, what would be great is if it was just transparent. And unfortunately, it isn't. And that's why you have to be a sleuth, abs, to go figure out who's being paid. And then it becomes very very simple to understand the narratives and why one. One guy's pushing one narrative and one, one woman's pushing another. Speaking of narratives, I love this guy, Jeremy Hogan. This guy's one of the best attorneys out there. Speaking of crypto sleuths, I am second to Jeremy Hogan. I could not be considered the best in the industry with this guy around. Coach JV, we had a cool video yesterday we showed our listeners. I don't think it's necessary to play it again today. He talks about how there's a tirade against crypto and Gary Gensler's on a war path. I want to shift this conversation to what the title of our video was xrp free pass we've seen it before with ethereum now we're coming and approaching a very unique situation with xrp as this lawsuit's finally coming to a close it could be one of the only cryptocurrencies that has some stable regulation around a top three project so just to close this out on the episode today does this does all this news mean anything to you we have all this news about crypto regulation while the ripple case has fallen into the background is that a positive thing for our community I've been saying since 2020, December 2020, when I was locked down, when people started texting me, why did you talk about XRP? I said, I'm holding on like a ticket on dog exactly because of this. So who was sitting with regulators at the World Economic Forum? Brad Garlinghouse. And what did the lady say when she kicked off her, her speech for him? She said, being one of the only regulated companies that works with regulated institutions, I'll just leave it there. Exactly, my friends. JV, <laughs> thank you so much for making time for us today. That was a great place to end it. We got 621 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to see you guys in about 23 hours, and we're going to close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, thank you for joining us. Let's go. Let's go. Smash that like button if you love Johnny.